0: Yes, indeed. One of these nights, KCOU 88.1 FM. My name is Garrett Jones, your host this evening and whenever you might be listening on the One of These Nights podcast available wherever you enjoy your podcasts, including Spotify and Apple Music. Talking a little sports history this evening, October 27th, 2019. Beautiful weekend here in Columbia. Had a little bit of rain yesterday, but it's turned into a really nice Sunday evening. Looking to end your week on a high note and get you started and another beautiful week with some relaxing sports history breaking down some storylines, some trends both concerning and interesting and in collegiate sports. Talking a little bit about the World Series as well. Talking about Missouri and Kentucky in case you missed that stinker on KCRU last night. 29 to 7, the Wildcats beat Barry Odom's Tigers for the fifth straight year in a row. Elsewhere, some big Mizzou basketball news in relation to its neighboring rival made headlines this week. I'll talk a little bit about that. And then finally, I've been teasing it for a couple of weeks now, but we had a big anniversary of a game between two prominent NFL quarterbacks that took place in October of 2016. I will break down Mahomes versus Mayfield. A classic Big 12 matchup took place three years ago this week. First, let's jump into it, our Mizzou Sports snippet, as promised every single week. Big news for Missouri men's basketball, the Tigers have rekindled the border war. That's right. Missouri and Kansas have ended their Cold War at seven years. The Tigers and the Jayhawks once had a fierce, nationwide prominent basketball rivalry, only to see it slip into oblivion once Missouri left for the SEC. But this week, both schools announced that, starting in 2020, this series will resume once again, the border war. First two games of the renewed rivalry are going to take place in the Sprint Center in Kansas City. That'll be a hard ticket right in the middle between these two storied rivals in Kansas City, Missouri. Whoever wins that game is going to stake claim to that city for a night, whether it's Kansas City, Kansas, or Kansas City, Missouri, as they so often do. Once they play those two games in KC, the series shifts to Lawrence starting in 2022. And eventually, Tiger fans, it makes its way to Columbia for two after that. Interesting, though, The fact that these two teams haven't played since 2012, that's at least in the regular season. In 2017, in response to Hurricane Harvey and the devastation that it did on Houston, Texas, and the greater metro area, both teams decided to, on October 27th, at the same sprint center, play the showdown for relief game. It was not supposed to be a look into the future. It was not supposed to be a rekindling of the rivalry and said it was just to be an interesting one-off scenario in which these teams played to raise money for cancer. Kansas, or, wow, raised money for hurricane relief. Raising money for cancer research is certainly good, too. But, no, this was this was for hurricane relief in 2017. Kansas beat a Michael Porter Jr.-led team 93-87 to 87 at the Sprint Center that day. That was just a couple weeks before Missouri got a tumultuous, interesting, up-and-down 2017-18 to season going. And strangely, that was one of the few games that we saw what Missouri could have been if it were fully healthy that season. For those who might not know, Michael Porter Jr. played his first game against Iowa State, missed the entire season with the exception of the team's two postseason games come March. Blake Harris eventually transferred in December. He played that game, had a prominent role. Cassius Robertson, that was his coming out party, his debut as a Tiger. He ended up being the best player on that team. Elsewhere, Jontae Porter, Jeremiah Tillman, some of the other notable names that contributed in that game to Missouri. A really strange one-off event. And Kansas ended up taking it. Some other noteworthy matchups in this series, why it matters. KU ended up with the series lead once it stopped 172 to 96 but missouri has had some memorable moments in this rivalry over the past 20 years in 2012 those were the last two matchups as big 12 competitors missouri won in columbia what a fantastic game that was one of the most romanticized memories in mizzou basketball fans mind at least in the modern era The team overcame a late eight-point deficit and won that game in February 2012. Still one of the most crowning Mizzou Athletics achievements here in the past couple decades. Later on, they went to Lawrence, and this was a top-ten matchup between these two teams. Kansas got the better of the Tigers that Saturday, however. And eventually, neither team would go on to do well in the NCAA tournament. Kansas would come up short to the hands of the Kentucky Wildcats in the final four, and Missouri famously would be knocked out in the first round to Norfolk State And what is one of the toughest memories of Missouri Athletics fans. Elsewhere in 2003, this was a matchup in the Big 12 tournament back in Dallas. In a game in the 1990s, Kansas fans clamored for Norm Stewart to, quote, sit down. Sit down, Norm. He was known for his fire and electricity on the sidelines when he roamed the floor coaching for missouri's over a couple decades as late as 2003 this was the last time he ever made it to lawrence and the jayhawks presented him with a rocking chair at halftime pretty cool moment there ku would go on to win elsewhere in 1999 missouri picked up its last win in lawrence in the series so once that series gets back going again in 2022 at ku It's going to be big for Missouri to try to win one of those games at Allen Fieldhouse, one of the most impossible places to win in college basketball. Missouri looks to avoid nearly a 30-year absence of a victory in Lawrence. You never know, especially with the politics between these two, if this series is just going to be refreshed for these few years or whether they'll look to keep it going into the future. Elsewhere, in 1997, a topped-ranked An undefeated Kansas team, starting Jock Vaughn, Paul Pierce, and Rafe LaFrentz, a couple NBA contributors, came into Columbia to face the unheralded Tigers. And in a seesaw affair, back and forth they went. Missouri found itself on top. A huge upset. One of the most iconic memories in the series, especially for Tiger fans. That win coming in 1997. A year earlier, however, this was really the prime of Mizzou basketball. Missouri upset the number three Jayhawks in Columbia, 77-73. to 73. This was the first of three straight years that a top three or higher ranked KU team lost at MU. In 1995, Kansas became the first visiting scorer to score 100 points in the Hearn Center. An ugly night for Missouri. They won 182 to 89. The Tigers, on much, on a normal night, probably would be very content with 89 points. So they still ended up losing by 13 in 1995. I mentioned that Missouri's got to look to get the momentum going back in this series in Lawrence. In 1990, the Tigers won 91 to 66 at KU. That was the largest loss at Allen Fieldhouse ever at the time. And lastly, in 1971, the last game ever at Brewer Fieldhouse, now a part of the Mizzou Rec Facility on campus. Pretty cool piece of history. If you're on campus here at Missouri, I definitely recommend going and checking that out. The former home of Mizzou basketball, Kansas won 72-68 to 68 in overtime at the final game in Brewer Fieldhouse's storied history. The border war is back, and hopefully... It's not going to be limited to just the hardwood. Missouri Athletic Director Jim Sterk was quoted this week as saying they certainly will be open-minded to a renewal on the gridiron. Just as much history between these two there as well. But it's good to have it back. Kansas fans are notably upset. About this renewal this week. Some are rightfully claiming that. While well, Missouri was the team that left the Big 12. Kansas has been better in the series. Winning 76 more games. In the series history. And that Missouri is tapered off in the SEC. Which for the most part is true. Highlighted by or lowlighted I should say by. An 8-24 season in 2016 under Kim Anderson. Under Conzo Martin, the team has bounced back, though. And Missouri Tiger basketball is just around the corner. They start their season November 6th. You can hear games all season long on KCOU. But still good to have the border war back. It will be interesting to see next December, the 14th, I believe. Tw- I actually think it's the 12th. The 12th in Kansas City, Missouri at the Sprint Center. Is when these two will renew a storied rivalry. Speaking of series history, we're going to talk about one that's a little more lopsided on the other side of a break. Missouri has dropped five straight games to the Kentucky Wildcats, culminating with a 29 7 departure last night in Lexington. I'll break that game down and take a comprehensive look at what's gone wrong for the Tigers since 2015. This is one of these nights, don't go anywhere. on KCOU 88.1 FM. Catch Kyle Jones. And so then he said, all right, well, if I can't wear my helmet, I'm not playing. Chance Sticklin. I think the Bama every single year is the best college football team. And Cole Tusi. If Trubisky can get it done, the Bears will win a Super Bowl. He's the key. Tune in every Thursday morning from 11 to noon only on KCOU 88.1 FM, KCU.FM, or on the TuneIn app. You don't want to miss it. I'm jumping in with my clothes on. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. KCOU presents Thunder Jackson at Rose Music Hall, November 7th, along with Sissy Paycheck. Doors open at seven. Show starts at eight. Hello, this is Pierce Porterfield, and you're, you're listening, listening to KCOU 88.1, 88.1 FM. The, the, sound, of, the sound of fusion. fusion. <sighs> uh, <a> and i <laughs> Enjoy your, Enjoy your listen. listen. Enjoy your listen. Welcome back. This is one of these nights on KCU 88.1 FM, streaming online through the KCU FM hyperlink in the TuneIn app and available to listen anytime, anywhere on Spotify and wherever you enjoy streaming platforms. Got the World Series on in the studio. We've already talked about the border war rivalry being renewed. I'll get into a little bit about the recent struggle between Missouri and Kentucky, at least on the gridiron. And then finally, I'll finish with Mahomes versus Mayfield, talking a little sports history here on a Sunday night, getting you ready for your week. Houston's got a 2-0 lead over the Washington Nationals. What's been a great series. The Nationals played really well in games one and two and took the advantage, continuing to shock the world. They had an eight-game winning streak in the postseason. But the Astros have roared back. Garrett Cole's on the mound right now for Houston. Jordan Alvarez has given Houston a two-to-nothing lead. A solo, or excuse me, a two-run shot for the rookie. Put the Strohs up two-to-nothing on the Nationals. Joe Ross getting a scratch start for Max Scherzer, Mizzou Zone. He had some neck pain and had to be pulled from that start late this afternoon. So, a little disappointing that we only got Scherzer versus Cole, presumably, at least, in game one of this World Series matchup. But Joe Ross certainly holding up his own. He's been with the Nationals for a while. He made his debut in the series on Friday night. They turned right back to him on Sunday. And he's in a big spot against Jordan Alvarez. Astros won 8-1 to one last night. Alex Bregman's Grand Slam. The culmination of the series tying win. And then on Friday night, they got a great effort from their pitching staff to win 4-1. to one. I still think that Houston's going to take this series... Washington's been a great series, been a fantastic story this year, streaking to the World Series after really not many expected them to get past the NLDS, much less win the wild card game. You have to think back to that game against Milwaukee in early October. They were down in that game 3-1, to and Milwaukee right fielder Trent Grisham boots a ball, and three runs come around to score on the error. Washington takes a 4-3 lead. And they have not looked back since. They outlasted the Los Angeles Dodgers. Howie Kendrick led them to a four-game sweep at the St. Louis Cardinals in the LCS. And Then here they are going toe-to-toe with Houston. But Jordan Alvarez has something other to say about that. He's 2-for-2 two two tonight after he just singled and hit the two-run home run, as I mentioned. Should be interesting to watch. I'll keep you updated while I'm in studio. 2-0 Houston batting in the fourth inning in Washington, looking to take a 3-2 series lead. Game 6 would be on Tuesday night back in Houston, and then, if necessary, it would, the series would finish off on Wednesday evening at Minute Maid Park. Back to the gridiron, talking college football as we so often do on this program. Missouri and Kentucky, in case you missed it, twenty nine to seven. The Wildcats victorious. Tigers take their second straight loss in two disappointing games back to back, only putting up ten and a half points over their last two after rolling. With 30 or more points in 11 straight games from October the 27th, 2018 to last weekend, the Missouri offense has been brought to a halt. But really, you wonder what it's going to take offensively for them to finally get past the hurdle of Kentucky under head coach Barry Odom past two years they've only been able to scrounge up about 21 combined points they lost five straight games in the series uk is now six and three versus mizzou all time five of those wins have all come since 2015 these two teams played a home and home in 1967 and 68 they split that series and they didn't rematch until mizzou joined the sec in 2012 the programs were going opposite directions at that time, and Missouri took three straight games in 2012, 2013, and 2014. But since then, it has been all UK. And working backwards, we'll take a look at what has gone wrong in each game for Missouri, a comprehensive overview of the Missouri versus Kentucky football series. In 2019, Missouri simply just dropped the ball. 29-7 was the score, 26% of Kelly Bryant's passes were dropped last night. That was the highest rate in the country. And sure, it was pouring. But Missouri's only touchdown came in a 74-yard screen play to Tyler Beatty out of the backfield. They got nothing going downfield. Bad turnovers abound. Punt after punt. Tucker McCann oh for his last three, kicking. So many concerns for this Tiger team. They get a bye week to assess it. But then the challenge does not get any easier. They'll be on the road November 9th in Athens, Georgia. I'll be there for the broadcast of the game with my broadcast partner, James Stanley. You can hear it on KCOU. We're waiting for the kickoff time of that game, and that should come out early this week. We'll keep you updated on our website and our social media at Sports and KCU.fm. But Kentucky was manhandled by that Georgia team last weekend. 21 to nothing was the score of that game. They got pushed around. And yet, Barry Odom's squad looked unprepared and disinterested on a Saturday night in Lexington. A really good crowd for the rainy conditions and for a year that Kentucky's really taken a step back under Mark Stoops. Some Tiger fans made the trip on the road as well, going to be thoroughly disappointed by the result of that game. Kentucky actually played Lynn Bowden at quarterback. In case you recognize that name, he's a wide receiver for the Wildcats. And after starter Terry Wilson went out for the season due to an injury. Mark Stoops has been forced to get creative. They plugged in both he and Sawyer Smith at QB. But Bowden had no problem carving up the Mizzou defense. Well over 200 yards. A couple of scores last night. All around disappointing performance for Odom's Tigers. Back in 2018, Bowden again found himself at the center of attention. Kentucky came to Columbia as a ranked team. Number 12, what a season it was for the Wildcats a year ago. They ended up winning 10 games. One of them came at the hands of Missouri. The Tigers put up 14 points at the half and controlled Kentucky defensively. They led 14-3 to three at the break. But an offense led by Drew Locke couldn't pick up a single first down in the second half. And Kentucky controlled the game. They scored 12 unanswered points and culminating with a CJ Conrad go-ahead two-point conversion, which many speculated shouldn't even have the chance for because DeMarcus Acey, Missouri's cornerback, was called for a controversial pass interference penalty just to play early, set Kentucky up for the win, and Bowden found himself at the center of that game once again, a 67-yard punt return score. The highlight of that game. Elsewhere, in case you're wondering what's going on with the World Series, the Astros just found themselves back up on top, four to nothing. Now, Carlos Correa launched a ball off of Joe Ross, so now a pair of two-run home runs have Houston up four to nothing as they play with the Astros batting in the top of the fourth inning. Back to Mizzou, Kentucky, a bizarre ending in 2017. This game was played in Lexington once again, the last time the Tigers made the trip before last night. Kentucky ended up holding on for a 40-34 to 34 win. This was one of Drew Locke's first true road coming out parties. He was just a true sophomore. I, I beg your pardon, he would have been a junior at this point. Still a bizarre ending nonetheless. It was a back-and-forth game. A lot of offensive fireworks, obviously, with 74 combined points. But Missouri actually put itself in a good chance to get back into the game after Kentucky drove the length of the field and scored to put the Wildcats up 40-34. to 34. Locke found Jamon Moore along the right sidelines to set Missouri up in a chance to at least kick a field goal and pull within three, if not take at least one good shot at the end zone. Locke found Moore and Moore haphazardly tossed the ball back at the referee and missed him completely, which caused a significant delay. Missouri had a chance to score, but the clock ran out and the Tigers walked away with a 40-34 game. That was a tough loss for the Tigers. They ended up making a bowl and going 7-5 and five that season, but certainly that loss left the team wondering, what if? 40-34 That was the third most recent installment of this series. Back in twenty sixteen, it wasn't even close. Kentucky came to Columbia. It was an eleven AM kickoff back in 2016 and absolutely ran the Tigers off of Memorial Stadium. Thirty-five to twenty-one was the final score, but it really wasn't that close. The Wildcats went up 35 to 7 in that game. Missouri and Locke couldn't get anything going on offense until the third quarter. They f- give them credit, they fought back just a little bit, but still came up well short. This was the game where Missouri fans really wondered what they had. They had no idea what to expect coming in this game. Kentucky was a team that was still scrambling and rebuilding. And yet the Tigers completely collapsed against the Wildcats, 35-21 to 21 the final that time. In 2015, though, a lot more interesting storylines. Missouri came into the game ranked number 25 in the nation. They were coming off two consecutive SEC East titles. And yet, still couldn't get anything going on offense. This was the team that famously struggled through October, didn't score a touchdown for a whole month. And they struggled to score against the Wildcats in Lexington. This was a huge game for Kentucky under Mark Stoops. It really separated them as a program and showed them that they should have confidence in what they were building. And sure enough, 20-13. 21-13, I beg your pardon. Matty Mock's last game as the Tiger quarterback. Later, he would be suspended and eventually booted from the Tiger team due to a drug-related suspension. Eventually, that would set the tone for Missouri's season. They would end up going 5-7 and seven that year. The offense continued to struggle in what was Gary Pinkle's last season as Missouri's head coach. The frustrating thing about this series as we're breaking down Missouri versus Kentucky and the past five years of complete and total uncoordination for Odom's Tigers. The frustrating thing about this series is that there's really no one reason to point out why they've lost every single game in the past five tries. Everyone's been a different reason. 2013, 2015 I should say, and a 21-13 loss, the offense couldn't score. 2016, Kentucky was the better team on for a field that day. Missouri was just a 4-8 and eight team. 2017, you could argue that the Tigers didn't really get a fair chance because of the officiating miscue and the confusion on the last play. 2018, once again, the offense didn't get anything going, but still it was different. Because they couldn't even pick up a first down. 2015, they could pick up first downs, but they were so bad in the red zone. And then this year, of course, the team really just didn't show up to play. 29-17, to they took a loss last night. For the second straight week, they dropped a game to what was marked as an inferior opponent. Missouri came into the game at 5-2, and two, Kentucky at 3-4. and four. Now they're much more evenly matched. Just two weeks ago, it's impossible to think that Missouri was on top of the SEC standings, ranked number 22. It's amazing the way things change. This team feels a long way from where they were at that point. Odom and the Tigers will get Kentucky at home on homecoming next October. It'll be October 20th, I believe, that matchup in Columbia. He will get his fifth look, his fifth shot, I should say, at the Wildcats, looking to best Mark Stoops for the first time in his career and looking to avoid a six-game losing streak. And I'm putting my hands up in the air at that one. I have no idea why Missouri simply cannot beat Kentucky, whether at home or on the road. Maybe Mark Stoops just has Barry Odom's number. Coming up, we will continue to keep an eye on this World Series matchup. Game number five between the Astros and the Washington Nationals. And then we'll finish with something that I've been building up for a while. Just had an anniversary of Mahomes versus Mayfield. One of the most prolific offensive displays we've ever seen in college football. I'll break it down on the upside of a break. This is one of these nights on KCU 88.1 FM. Don't go anywhere. Are you trying to release the the hottest hottest project of this year, possibly next? Come down to our studio in the Student Center, and we can mix, master, record, edit, engineer your whole project, your whole artistic experience wrapped into one visit. Please come down and visit us. If any of this interests you, please email sessions at (laughs) kcou.fm. Looking for your weekly fix of Mizzou sports content? Look no further than the longest-running Mizzou sports talk show on KCOU, Salute Your Sports. Join me, Chris Mitchell, alongside James Stanley and Zach Berman as we break down everything you need to know about Mizzou sports every Thursday at 4 p.m. Central. And if you can't tune in for the live show, you can listen to the show in podcast form every Friday on Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration preferred walk-ons mizzou's most insightful sports talk from your favorite bench warmers is now available to listen anytime anywhere after every friday show with ben krakow chase phillips and garrett jones we post a podcast on spotify apple podcasts the anchor podcast app and anywhere else you get podcasts we're also on twitter at kcou walk-ons and your week with preferred walk-ons a part of KCU sports and now streaming Good evening. The game you're about to see is the most stupid, appalling, disgusting, and disgraceful exhibition of football possibly in the history of the game. Hi, I'm Kyle Jones. And I'm Cole Toussaint. Tune in to our show, KNC Sports, every Tuesday morning from 8 to 9. We discuss all the latest and greatest scores and stories from around the world of sports. Remember to tune in every Tuesday morning from 8 to 9. Only on KCOU 88.1 FM, Columbia, or online at kcou.fm. You don't want to miss it. Oh, this is absolutely ridiculous. Phi Sigma Pi National Honors Fraternity presents A Night of Music, Entertainment, and Philanthropy. The funds raised from this concert will benefit the Big Brothers Big Sisters of Central Missouri. Featured acts include World Record Holder Mizzou Hacky Sackman, Man, Post-Sex Nachos and Mizzou Forte, you can check out our Facebook page for more information. KCOU is brought to you by MaxFix. Broken phone? You're in luck. Conveniently located in the MU Student Center behind the U.S. Bank, MaxFix provides a variety of technical services, including crack screen repair, battery replacement, and computer repair. To learn more about MaxFix, visit www.maxfixmizzou.com. For questions and quotes, call 573 573- 219-7551. Let Maxfix take care of all your repair needs. Again, that number is 573-219-7551. Welcome back. This is one of these nights, the one of these nights podcast on KCU 88.1 FM streaming live on KCU.FM and the FM hyperlink on the TuneIn radio app and available everywhere, anytime on Spotify and wherever you enjoy podcasts. No Mizzou football game this Saturday. We already broke down their complete and utter incapability to beat the Kentucky Wildcats in the past five years, but fortunately you can take a break. Let Cooler Heads Prevail, and Tune Into Sports Saturday. No Tiger football on, but plenty of talk setting up basketball season. While My Guitar Gently Weeps by Peter Frampton brings us out and in from the break. That song is really interesting and a bit of party trivia for you in case you're interested. So that was originally performed by the Beatles, written by George Harrison. Not to say that George Harrison isn't one of the most talented guitarists of all time, but if you listen to that song, the guitar work, especially the electric lead, is a bit distinct from other Beatles records. And for me personally, I wondered why for a long time. Eventually, I heard, while I heard this song on the radio at one point, Eric Clapton actually does a special guest appearance for that one song On the Beatles album in 1968. Pretty special little fun factoid. And then eventually, there you had it, Peter Frampton covered it. So two of the most talented, three of the most talented guitarists of all time. All playing part in the history and lore of that song. Little music trivia for you here on a sports history show. Already covered the Border War reinstallment. World Series game five going on right now. Houston up four to nothing. The Astros coming to bat in the fifth inning. A couple of two-run shots have paced the Astros. Eventually, we got around to the Mizzou versus Kentucky recent installment of their rivalry series. Not great. Not great by any means, in case you missed it. Available to listen on Spotify and in Apple Podcasts. But now I want to get into something that I've been setting up for a couple weeks. We just had an anniversary, as we so often cover here on one of these nights October 22nd 2016 what were you up to I know for me I was a freshman here on campus University of Missouri I remember just a couple days after this game on the Monday after breaking down one college football game that just stood out to me like no other one of the most interesting displays of offense of all time I'm talking about the Texas Tech versus Oklahoma football game played at Jones AT&T Stadium in Lubbock, Texas on the 22nd of October, 2016. In case you're sharp on your football knowledge at this point, the two quarterbacks for the Texas Tech Red Raiders and Oklahoma Sooners, respectively, none other than Patrick Mahomes and Baker Mayfield, both top 10 draft picks, in the 2017 and 2018 draft, respectively, and both NFL starters playing today. The Chiefs are at home against the Packers on Sunday night football. Last I checked, that game was 14-7. to Kansas City had the ball with six minutes left in the second quarter. Baker Mayfield and the Browns got roughed up by the Patriots this afternoon. But these two quarterbacks, maybe their talent wasn't more on display than this game in 2016. The Big 12's known for a lack of defense and high-flying spread offenses. And really, that didn't come to light any more way than it possibly could have on this fateful night. Baker Mayfield got things going for the Sooners coming into this game as a ranked team. Texas Tech was unranked. A couple of first-quarter TD passes. Oklahoma, relatively in control, even though Austin Seibert pushed a PAT. The Sooners led 13 to nothing. This game looked pretty casual. The Sooners taking care of business, a team that would eventually go on to lose in the college football playoffs to Clemson. But Mahomes got Texas Tech going. A rushing touchdown for him. That was a big part of his game at the time. And unfortunately, Chiefs fans wish that we're nowhere near his game at this point. In case you don't know, he actually left a couple Thursday nights ago due to an injury in the Chiefs' 30-6 win over Denver. Kansas City's playing Matt Moore, at quarterback tonight, and could be for a couple more weeks. The Chiefs have a bye week coming up, and they hope to get Mahomes back after that. Anyway, back at Texas Tech, Mahomes could move his feet. He brought Texas Tech back within three after Mayfield set them up well. Oklahoma led 20-17 to late in the second quarter, already a high-flying offensive battle. Eventually, Texas Tech took their first lead of the game. Mahomes found Nico Vasher, a prolific Big 12 player in his day. The Red Raiders actually led 24 to 23 at the half, so that's when you kind of got to feel, okay, this game has some weird mojo to it. Possibly an upset alert. The Oklahoma marching band was quoted as saying, quote, we play boomers sooner every time there's a big run or a scoring play. Famously so, in case you don't like Oklahoma football, you know that very well. He said, one member said the horn never left our face. Oklahoma is just constantly making plays on offense. And Boomer Sooner was being played many times throughout that Lubbock evening. The Texas Tech Saddle Stompers, a spirit group in Lubbock, said, quote, we ran out of guys who were willing and able to do the touchdown push-ups. This is just at halftime, folks. Those Saddle Stompers celebrate by doing push-ups for every single scoring play, so... For example, a touchdown would be 7, the next one would be 14, 21, 28, so on and so forth. You can imagine, by the time they put up 24 at halftime, they're already pretty tired. Either way, 862 total yards already between these two prolific passers, and five total touchdowns. Three to Mayfield's credit, two to Mahomes. Keep an eye on that scoreboard, because it only gets more interesting. Mayfield scored his fourth touchdown early in the third, but Mahomes matched it to make it 37-31. This game was a high-flying display of offense, as I mentioned. Mayfield's fifth touchdown eventually gave Oklahoma more of a grip on the game, 44-31, midway through the third quarter. the Sooners looked like they'd start to pull the way. Texas Tech was faced with a third down and long, but Mahomes worked his magic a prelude to the Mahomes magic days, the NFL in the late third quarter, there were nine total touchdowns and 1,211 total yards of offense between these two quarterbacks alone. Lincoln Riley said, quote, on a night like this, he was the offensive coordinator for the Sooners at the time. Now the head coach after Bob Soup's retired after this season, he said, when the quarterbacks are playing like this, you start to lose plays. You start to run out of plays that you can run to throw off the defense. Eventually, it moved to the third quarter. The fourth quarter, I should say. 44-31. Oklahoma's still in control. Finally, the two players exchanged scores. Mahomes had a pair after a Mayfield interception. The score tally to this point was 51-45, to but maybe more interestingly, Mayfield had six touchdowns at this point. Mahomes with five. And the Sooners were in control early in the fourth quarter. Sooners got the ball back and Mayfield checked it down to Joe Mixon, now playing running back for the NFL Cincinnati Bengals. That made it 59-45 to with the seventh score on Mayfield's evening. But yet again, just when you thought Oklahoma was going to pull away, Mahomes' response, he throws his sixth touchdown of the night. Baker with seven, in case you're still keeping score. 59 to 52 in a game that had just completely gone awry for both defenses, 13 touchdowns in total, 1,531 total yards midway through the fourth quarter, and what was looking like a Big 12 basketball score. Oklahoma finally had a non-Baker touchdown to put it away, but not before Mahomes could level the count. 66 to 59 was the final score in this game. A prolific display of offense. Back and forth they went. 14 total touchdowns between the two. Mayfield and Mahomes split it right down the middle. Seven touchdowns for Pat, all through the air. He threw 88 passes, racked up 834 total yards of offense. And Mayfield accounted for six through the air. Not a single interception. He had a fumble but not a single interception, a rushing touchdown to make it seven for him. Weirdly enough, these two teams had 850 yards each. I kid you not. Each one of them, 850 yards down to the number, combining for a total well over 1,600 total yards. That broke an FBS record for the most combined in a single game. Oklahoma took it 66-59 to and Lincoln Riley said, you know, after this game, and he saw it surface all around the national college football media scene as a mockery of the Big 12 defense. Oh, looky there. You just saw what the peak Big 12. Two offenses, two amazing quarterbacks, two spread systems thriving, and yet no defense played. But Riley came to the defense of both teams saying, quote, it would not have mattered who... They were going up against when you have two quarterbacks playing as well as that. And eventually it paid off for both of them. Mayfield ended up going first in the 2018 NFL draft to the Cleveland Browns, not before leading Oklahoma to a Heisman Trophy in 2018. Back to back playoff appearances in the college football playoff semifinal. Mahomes had less around him at Texas Tech and led his team to a couple of bowl appearances, but never made it to a postseason. In the college football playoff. Never came close to winning the Heisman Trophy. But he was drafted ninth overall in 2017. Kansas City traded up to get their future star. And voided it pay off for the Chiefs. Mahomes threw 51 touchdowns in 2018. On the way to an MVP season. And he is one of the NFL's biggest and brightest stars. Hopefully looking forward to getting him back and healthy. Here pretty soon is Kansas City. Mahomes versus Mayfield. A magical night. And a fateful evening in the Big 12, October 22nd, 2016, over 1,700 yards in total offense, 66-59, to 59, 854 yards apiece, and 14 touchdowns. Wouldn't you know, it split right down the middle between two of football's most prolific playmakers. That's about all I've got for you tonight on one of these nights. In case you tuned in late, we talked about the border war. We talked about the Mizzou Sports Snippet, as promised. That series will get up and going next December in 2020 at the Sprint Center. We also broke down Missouri versus Kentucky. The Tigers look to bounce back against Georgia in a couple weeks on KCOU. Talk about the World Series. As I get off air here tonight, the Astros in control 4 to nothing, Looking to come back to Houston with a chance to win it on Tuesday night. That would be their second World Series crown in the past three years. Mahomes versus Mayfield wrapped us up this evening. That's about going to do it for me, wherever you might be listening, whenever you might be listening, in our live recording or anytime, wherever you enjoy podcasts. I'm signing off for the last time this evening. Thank you for ending your week with me. I wish you a very nice week upcoming, no matter what you've got, whether it be work or exams. I wish you well. I thank you for tuning in. I hope to see you back next week, but until then, God bless.